Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. And thank you for joining me for our th- today's Tuesday's Tips. These are short, quick episodes where we answer one question that gets emailed in. Sometimes they're common questions that we hear on a regular basis, but this one's really pertinent to the markets and where we're at right now. And Jeff sent in a question that says, hey, Sean, what's causing the ongoing home price increases even with inflation and interest rates skyrocketing right now? And so, um, Jeff, it's a great question and one that's on a lot of people's minds. In fact, there's a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm going to we're, I think we're in a, in a bubble. We've got all these things going on. Everybody's talking about a recession. Everybody's talking about inflation. Everybody's talking about interest rates going up. And so I'm going to wait till prices come down. And I have been saying for a little while now that I don't think that's going to happen. And Jeff, I'm going to answer why I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And it really comes down to what I've been talking about for a long time is fundamentally, we have two forces in action that are the gap is pretty wide between supply and demand on the housing front. We are way behind the eight ball and we've been behind the eight ball now for 14 years. We have um, I pulled some information up and we have 14 straight years below the 50 year average for single family home properties coming on the market being built. So single family housing units being completed in a given year. So what that does and what that means is what happened is in 2008, when we had our last, um, the real estate bubble burst, right? And, and our last, you know, major recession, the great recession in 2008. And it was really fundamentally caused by the real estate markets. We had a way oversupply of homes and ended up demand dropped and prices dropped and when that happened a lot of contractors a lot of home builders a lot of subcontractors in the housing um, business construction trades they went out of business and as those markets continued to slide and then all of a sudden demand started to come back in about 2011 12 we and nobody was building homes and so demand kept going up and nobody, home, home builders were not able to catch up and we had this gap that started to widen. Well, it's been widening now for 14 years. And so we have the real housing crisis that we have right now is because we have a shortage of supply and increased demand. And that increased demand is not going away and has not gone away even with the spike in interest rates. Has it curbed a little bit? Yeah. But it actually, this with the spike in interest rates, we've actually seen that gap start to widen again and actually add fuel to the fire of what the real crisis is. And that's that inventory levels being so low and we're, there's no houses on the market. And so what happens is think of yourself if you're a homeowner right now and you're thinking about upgrading in, into a new home. Well, let's say you have refinanced the last couple of years and you've got a three, three and a half percent home mortgage and you're paying all of a sudden now, all of a sudden you're saying, I might upgrade, but now I'm gonna look to upgrade and house prices have gone up, even though my house price has gone up, okay, that might be a wash, right? I'm gonna get some nice equity and I'm gonna sell for high, but I'm gonna buy at a higher price. But my cost to own that home has gone up significantly because as soon as I sell that home at three, three, three and a half percent interest rate that I have on my on my mortgage, 
I'm gonna have to replace it with five and a half, six percent interest rate, maybe higher, depending on where you're at and what your situation is. Now all of a sudden that cost to own that upgraded home is pretty significant. So we have sellers that would normally be upgrading saying, I'm not gonna upgrade right now and I'm not gonna put a house on the market. So we actually don't have a lot of resellers putting houses back on the market. So we're adding fuel to that fire of the low inventory and the low supply in most of these markets. On top of that, our demand is not going away for a couple reasons. One, the biggest buyer pool is for home buyers is typically in that age range from about 25 to about 35, 40 years old. Well, that happens to be a huge segment of the population called millennials, right? We all talk about millennials. It's kind of like when baby boomers came through markets. You know, entire industries, entire markets were built on baby boomers. We see the same thing with millennials. Well, millennials are now in this home buying age range and there there's a huge demand for millennials to buy pro properties and they're going to they're going to say hey listen we're not going to put our lives on hold we're going to continue to move forward we're going to still do what we have to do i remember when i bought my first house it was a 10 percent interest it doesn't stop you from saying okay i'm going to buy a house right some millennials and some people are priced out of the markets and they might or their buying power is less than it might have been you know, a year ago because rates are up, but they're still gonna buy a house, right? They still want that dream of home ownership. And so we've got a lot of demand just from one segment. And now on top of that, you have a lot of demand from a lot of people, myself included, that are saying, hey, listen, I want to buy and own as much real estate or hard assets as possible. Real estate is a preferred asset class when it comes to a tangible asset to help hedge against this crazy inflation we have going on, right? We have you're close to 10% inflation in the US right now. So I'm better off buying a tangible asset that is going to go up with inflation versus save that money and put it under the mattress or put it in the bank and let it go down in value every single year. So you've got a lot of people that are saying, hey, listen, I want to park my money as a hedge against inflation into real estate. Real estate is one of those you know, really great asset classes that's very preferred for a number of different reasons that we just talked about. But also on top of that, you've got leverage with real estate. I can go buy a $500,000 property with 20% down, put $100,000 down. If that property goes up with inflation by 10%, next year that property is worth 550. Well, my I only have $100,000. So my $100,000, instead of going in the bank and being worth $90,000 or my buying power going down to $90,000, my buying power actually went up and I hedged against inflation because I owned an asset that went up and I just gained $50,000 on my $100,000 investment. Really simple math right there that a lot of people don't quite understand and saying, you know, even with high interest rates, when you run the numbers, a lot of times you're much better off to put your money into a tangible hard asset, especially if you understand it. Now you wanna make sure that it pays for itself. You wanna make sure you're not over leveraging and you may wanna make sure you're not putting yourself in a position that you shouldn't be putting yourself into. It's not what this episode's about. The question is, why do we continue to see house prices go up? Well, we have a supply and demand gap that is that is really wide right now. And you know, across the board, we've got, we're seeing that, I mean, even, even though things are softening and things are slowing down a little bit, Redfin put out a, uh, a report last week at the end of, or um, a couple weeks ago, it was at the end of the second quarter, end of June, and it was showing where the housing market's at year over year and the softening in the market. Well, the softening was almost insignificant. It was crazy because what we saw is even though the time on the market has increased 
a bit that you know inventory levels started to increase a bit and now we're actually starting to see them go back the opposite direction you know the average uh, a neutral market for as far as supply and demand goes is about six months of inventory what that means is if you have in any given market if you have 10 homes sell in a market six months of inventory would mean that you'd have 60 homes on the market for those 10 buyers to look at that would be that would be considered a neutral market right now it, uh, in the US as an average across the board in the US now keep in mind every um, real estate is very regional some areas are going to be less than this some areas maybe a little bit more than this but on average we're only at two months of inventory so for those 10 buyers that are buying homes this month there's only 20 homes for them to choose from that's very much weighted still as a seller's market now are you going to are we seeing you know 50 60 offers and everything selling way over ask price some markets we still are but we're seeing it come down but does it really matter whether you're competing against 30 or 40 or 50 people versus competing with five or ten or a property that sold in 24 hours versus a property that sells in three or four days that it's still that's still a crazy hot market and that's why you're still seeing prices go up even in this environment and we've been talking about this for a long time inventory levels do not catch up overnight and there's got to be a reason for them to catch up there's not a bunch of people that are just gonna be selling their houses you hear people saying well there's all these people they're gonna there's gonna be a flood of foreclosures there's all these people in default well they might that might help our inventory levels to the point where those people might decide to sell but why in the heck would anybody foreclose on a home the majority of homeowners right now have equity in their homes and so they haven't been able to over leverage them for the last since since the crash so for the last decade we haven't been over leveraging homes for the most part we're we're seeing people having to put money down we've seen crazy appreciation so if i'm behind on my payments and i can't make my payment and i have a mortgage of four hundred thousand, my house is worth six why the heck would i foreclose on it i'm not going to foreclose doesn't matter what everybody tells you on paper i might be in default i might be going into foreclosure but why the heck wouldn't i sell it and take my two hundred thousand dollars of equity that is what you're going to see happen and it might have some people that will put houses on the market but man it is just it's a gap that is so wide and in my opinion the real housing crisis and what we need to what we need to recover from because you know I believe we need to build ourselves out of this I believe that is one of the only solutions is we've got to be able to build more homes in a more efficient way that can that can keep up with demand but when you look at the reports we've been behind every single year for 14 years so that gap continues to widen and widen and widen until that gap starts to narrow we're going to probably see houses continue to appreciate and so if you're investing if you're buying sitting there waiting for prices to drop you might be waiting a long time now i don't have a crystal ball but jeff that's the answer and and what i've been watching um for the last few years now and and been talking about go listen to my podcast for the last two or three years we've been talking about this and rising interest rates though they though they curb demand a little bit they didn't solve anything with the inventory issue and so while demand curbed a bit it didn't curb that much because we also have an asset class in real estate that a lot of people want to hedge against the inflation going on so you got that issue people saying hey i'm still willing to buy you also have a huge segment of the market in those home buying stage that home buying stage of life in those buying years between 25 and 35 40 years old 
called millennials, they're buying houses. And so demand is not really curbing that much, which is why you're going to probably continue to see prices go up. So Jeff, thanks for sending in that question. We will wrap it up for today. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. I know your time is valuable. We try to add, um, make sure that you get something out of these shows. If you did, do us a favor share this show, like it, give us a review on YouTube and our podcast um, channels. If you know somebody that could use, um, that, that would get value out of this, we really appreciate you sharing it and uh, spreading the word. It helps our show grow and continues to allow us to spread this message and help people as they dive into the game of real estate, specifically vacation rental investing. And as always, guys, my last message to you every single episode is go do one thing that you can take action on to start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit modesty.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.